And so it begins. The whole of his mind is apparently his personality. Wait, 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 wait. A rabbi and a boxer arrive on a space station. Broke off. Guys, I have a stalker. He's totally hitting on Kosh now. Totally sexual harassment. Basically, the Mount Rario drama queen. He's gonna come out of his butt. I can't believe this martial law crack. Where I have been, damn it. Hey, <laughs> Jeff- Jeffrey Sinclair. Oh, ah, what's happening? Oh, my Assassins God. must teach monkey cast not to blow up universe. My Whedon senses should have been tingling. And we know that Ikea survived. This torture session may be recorded for quality assurance. <laughs> that was <laughs> Now he's a dead drug. Jack Ripper, you there. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ian. I'm Heidi. And hopefully Beth will join us soon. We're having a we're having a great time with Skype today. But <laughs> hey! Hopefully the audio quality isn't too bad. If it is, blame Skype. Uh, there's got to be a better way. Um, <laughs> um, I think the only other way has problems all of its own, and that's Google, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe we'll try that in the last half of Season 5, <laughs> since we're almost finished. <laughs> um. <laughs> Ugh, fix my headphones. Uh, today we are here to discuss episode six or seven. I think it's six. Six. Okay. Episode six of season five, Strange Relations. But first, an ISN special report. This is an ISN editorial. You know, pretty much nothing exciting happened this week. There was there was something to do with Psycor going to Babylon 5. Didn't really say what they were up to. There's also some explosion on Babylon 5. Just held up ships for a while. But other than that, nothing important really happened. This is an ISN editorial. Hey kids, John and Adam from Mega Dads here. We want to take a few seconds to tell you about how awesome our show is. Mega Dads Live is a monthly show that looks at the world of video games from the old, wrinkly point of view of two middle-aged gamers. Are you talking about us? Yes, that's us. It's not easy to find time to play games when you have to mow the lawn, change diapers, and unsuccessfully satisfy a significant other. Speak for yourself. So check out Mega Dads Live on iTunes or at our website, megadads.org. Each download raises money to help fight infant Alzheimer's. Is that is that a real disease? No. No, it's not. Strange Relations originally aired February 25th, 1998. It's written by John C. Flynn. We know John Flynn. He last directed Lines of Communications about halfway through season four. And it was written by JMS. Seriously needing a break about now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we please let him, like, uh, take an episode off soon? It's coming very soon. I know. You, um, maybe we should clue them in. So if they want to do a commentary, because I think that would be a good commentary episode. Yes, please. 
Yeah, well, I, I think so. It's very Schedule. soon. Yeah, schedule. I tell. I mean, I don't mind saying exactly. It's um two weeks from today. Yeah, two weeks. So from not today. the next episode, but the following. Right. Yeah. Okay. And when you watch that episode, pay attention to who actually wrote it. I yeah, think no. you, it'd be worthwhile. Okay. It's actually been said on the show by a guest one time, but that was a long time ago. So. <laughs> I didn't pick up on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, given everything else that other guest said a while ago, if we talk about the same one, uh, that no, wasn't the big one. It was a different one, but yeah, it was, it was a little more recent, but not that much more recent. But uh, right. that was a while ago. Um, so this episode, you know... <laughs> Um, maybe you know Ian, but people who, you know, have read like everything that JMS has said and listened to all his panels, maybe you can tell us how much TNT was involved with this season. I, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure um, I'm remembering hearing that they were pretty involved with Crusade, like they were maybe. Yeah, I'll fairly, I've heard of that bit, but I'm not sure about Babylon 5, their involvement. Because I know um, P10 let him do pretty much whatever he wanted. I just wonder how many times TNT said, well, maybe you should do this, or maybe you need to explain this or that, because there's a lot of times in this uh, episode that I wanted to, like, blame. Oh, that was That's probably TNT telling him to do that. Cause, <laughs> I, I, I really have no idea myself. Um, I'll save up on the other bit of trivia for late in the episode when it's kind of more appropriate, but... It's to do with the storyline, and this episode's so bland, I'm going to drop it today. Yeah, okay. That, that, that's the best thing I can say about it, another bland episode. I, I just, I'm just going to blame a lot of the weird stuff on TNT. <laughs> but this episode begins with Delenn telling Lockley she understands why Sheridan chose her. She knows everything, and... Lockley just wishes Sheridan had given some advance, given her some advance warning. Like, like he doesn't have to give her any. Well, maybe I guess I don't know. Anyway, yeah, probably should have t- tipped her off just to be polite. But yeah, Lockley wants to keep it between the three of them, and of course, Garibaldi overhears all this. Yeah, ominously standing in the plain daylight of the hallway, right where they could have seen him. Does he just happen to be, I mean, is he following Lockley or something or what? Did he just happen to be in the right place at the right time to hear that? In a better directed episode, yes. it, it would have been done so much better. But I've seen episodes of Doctor Who where they hide just in plain sight so much better. And I'm talking about classic 60s Doctor Who where they hardly had any space and they hide against a wall and don't get seen. This is clearly standing on the corner, listening into the conversation, and neither of them seeing him. You know, hiding in plain sight seems to work on... I mean, it makes... I can believe it more on Doctor Who than on the show, if you're just, like, a few inches from them. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. I suppose it's set up for later on. Uh, Londo is talking to Zack. He's about to start alternating between Centauri Prime and B5, and eventually he'll become Emperor Londo Malari II. Yeah, 
this feels like a scene that was taken out of another episode and put in here to fill out the time. Because it just doesn't fit with the tone of everything else. Oh, you mean this, the whole plot line? The whole plot yeah. line, and especially this scene. And they don't resolve. It's just, well, I guess that's fine, but still. But, yeah, Lando warns that things are about to start getting bad right now, and it does. Okay, this was so weird, because it's like, okay, we know that uh, Centauri, like, see their deaths or whatever, but this... Like, they know when it's going... They have premonitions about when it's going to get bad. Why didn't he know when Warden showed up that things were going to get bad? Or, I don't know. This seemed way too um, after the fact. Like, things got bad already. Oh, I think it... Well, I think I took it just to mean that he... You know, when he becomes Emperor, he's, like, close to being Emperor. And that's when it's going to start going. I don't know. That's what I took it to mean. I think the explosion... Is this a coincidence? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The yeah. way he was talking, it made it seem like, okay, this is the beginning of the end. Here it comes. But I felt like we just went through a war and, like, I don't know. It just seemed like he was being all premonitant and... Uh, Melodramatic. <laughs> well, yes. Definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> so Clarence is trying to stop this ship from coming in, but it's having issues and collides with the station. Um, this is almost to recut from a scene, I think it's in season two, when Ivanova tries to stop an almost identical accident. <laughs> Just reusing, <laughs> reusing fly. But Clarence was much more handsome. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the whole thing where, yeah, I think that was another example of them explaining for new viewers, where they're explaining how Centauri know, where they're kind of explaining, I guess. Hello. 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 Oh, God. Okay, I'm not moving. <laughs> I'm just going to sit right here in this position. <laughs> oh, just for the listeners coming in, we've had real problems with Skype. Um, I, I think we said, but Beth had more problems than the rest of us. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we just made it to the opening credits. I saw something in the Lurker's Guide that said the credits were different starting with this episode, but I'm thinking maybe on the DVD they were the same all the way through the season. Probably. Yeah, yeah we've had that happen before. I, was... I did see Bester's name and oh. Lieutenant Corwin. Yeah, I was wondering specifically. If you, yeah, I noticed Bester's name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he said he got sick when they did the original credits when, when it was time to do the original credits, so he wanted to change them. Um, yeah, so Lockley's inspecting the damage. Out, oh, she's out, and yeah, she's out in a star fury, and she tells him, we can get the work done faster, I'll forget about that picture you got in your locker room. <laughs> this is trying to say something about Lockley, I'm sure, <laughs> that she can, I don't know, bend the rules maybe a little bit. I guess. Efficient. Efficient, I guess. Yeah. So, Franklin... This is another weird scene. Franklin comes across the leader just stealing... <laughs> stealing a whole bunch of medical supplies. Like, she wasn't trying to be subtle about it, either. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she just argues that, you know, they're already earmarked for lurkers and down below. It's like, mm. if you need them, just... It said, like, lurkers on it. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's written in, on a label, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Franklin, you know, he's always been kind of reasonable to Lita about this, and he used to run the Underground Railroad, so why are the telepaths afraid to go to him to seek help? Surely that word would have gotten around. This was the guy that used to help out the railroad. Yeah, I don't trust doctors, yeah. though. I guess their fear of doctors is greater than... <laughs> and Franklin, yeah, so... Franklin. <laughs> he might touch their faces. Yeah. <laughs> There's an air show going on close by, so you may hear jets going by. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll be like, Will, are you under attack? I drove past the airport, the little airport close to here yesterday, and I just forgot that they're doing an air show and this airplane just comes over all of a sudden it's like so low to the ground it like scared the crap <laughs> out of me it was so loud <laughs> i like kind of i think i actually ducked a little bit in my car <laughs> anyway so she takes them the supplies and franklin uh byron sorry wants to give them to everybody else he doesn't think for himself and Apparently oh, Byron slept in four lifetimes, and I stopped. Oh my gosh! I know. I really yeah. hope that we get to see Byron die a painful death. <laughs> <laughs> right, a few but, lifetimes. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't mind people believing in past lives, but Byron's speech here makes me hate the whole concert. It's just oh, so bad. Byron yeah, Byron tried, is just, just so bad. Byron tried to sell you the um, cure for every disease known to man, you wouldn't want it because it was coming from Byron. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least she had like a sarcastic retort, sort of. Yeah. Or like a. Yeah, those. she was fully buying it. Change the subject. What did she? What did he say? You're my willow. That's like for it now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> So then they sense the bloodhound units and Bester. The whole thing about take down your walls that the mundanes have forced you to blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, shut up. It's just... Again, Byron bending the truth. No, the cycle made him do that, not the mundanes. <laughs> That's the cycle. Uh, well... So, some security guy tells Garibaldi that Bester's there, and he just runs in on a meeting between Lockley and Bester. And I'm kind of glad they did the the flashback, because I, I guess in my mind, I hadn't remembered exactly what happened with Bester. So. <laughs> oh, as soon as, as soon as Garibaldi found out he was there, I was like, oh yeah, go and take him down. Yeah, it's a little weird. That well, we, uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah, she laughed at his joke. His, yeah, I think I read that the joke uh, that he was telling her was a reference to some joke that was told at the Hugo Awards that year. Then JMS won for Severed Dreams that year. Right. Um, well, still. So yeah, Lockley holds back Garibaldi ends up having to punch him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy to see her push him. <laughs> and has him put in the brig. Yeah, she's just had enough for Garibaldi at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and security reluctantly obeys her, and then 
Bester says he's used to this. And they do this close-up on Bester. I guess they're trying to make sure we know he's a bad guy with the evil villain close-up. <laughs> <laughs> In case we hadn't figured it out. There's a plane. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, gosh, um, so Delin and Dr. Frank, um, yeah, so Delin and Jakar, they want Franklin to touch some morph, uh, to, um. Yeah. Interspecies <laughs> touching. Yeah. No wonder we were so excited to accept. Something <laughs> about working on cross-species infections. Okay. They do understand the definitive work they'll get is an on interspecies disease vectors or whatever. It's going to be about interspecies touching. Yeah. <laughs> you can see why Jakar is interested in this because he wants to... <laughs> he wants to... <laughs> um, what's the word? Bone every species, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a better but... word for that, but... <laughs> Well, you know, that's a, that's a big job. I hope he has a team, Franklin. Right now, it looks like it seems like a lot of work. I mean, like, later in the episodes, we do get, later in the episode, we do get a reference to Dr. Hobbs. We've not heard from her in a while. Yeah. That's the one that was, took over when he went on his walkabout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's gonna be, um, without, um, so, yeah, afterwards, uh, Jakar says he doesn't think he's doing enough for the Alliance. I think this is interesting, them talking about building up the Alliance and all this stuff, considering we know what happens, you know, like 500 years from now and a thousand years from now. Yeah, but we only really know what happens to the humans. True. Don't, we don't really know what happens to the rest of the Alliance. Um... So Sheridan is talking to Lockley. He's upset about this dust up, but Lockley's explaining very rationally her side of it that the T the telepaths aren't immune from prosecution. She has to let Bester be there. And she can't throw him out until he breaks the rules. And all throughout this, Lockley's being very reasonable and yet you understand her position completely. Whilst this stuff happens all around her which they try and make exciting but it's just oh excuse me <laughs> oh but it's just rather bland yeah but i don't know like do you guys think that if this was a different um world that she would be the act the same you know that came in and tried to like you know send a delegation to surf the ship and capture people on the ship you know without babylon 5's help i don't know just seems a little weird. Yeah, she's. Uh, well, yeah, she works for Earth, so yeah, she. Uh, yeah, but she I mean, used it as like yeah. she basically used. You know, her explanation was that it was the alliance agreement, and yeah. every world's government, you know, has authority or whatever. I don't know. You have to respect every world. Mm. So it's you didn't yeah. just say because I, I, Earth. I, you know, I, I got to answer to this whole convoluted storyline in a couple of episodes, but. I can't really bring it up now, but there is actually a solution to this. They say never actually pursue. Just kill the cult, or well, that's a second answer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So the Centauri ship can't wait, and Clarence tells them they can go. And as soon as they set coordinates for Centauri Prime, it blows up. 
It seemed a little odd that they were, you know, putting the, saying the coordinates out loud, but... Yeah, it's kind of... Let's make this really obvious what's happening. Exactly. It's like when people are narrating while they're t- typing to somebody on screen. <laughs> yeah. I, that? I thought everybody did that. <laughs> I'm scrolling through my notes right now. Um, <laughs> so they deduced that it was... <laughs> Lockley and Zach deduce very <laughs> it's like they spent way too much time on it uh, that it was set to kill when coordinates were set for Centauri Prima trying to kill Londo yeah which I think we all got right away right yeah we probably could have just yeah, jumped to it was yeah uh, she hasn't decided how long Garibaldi's gonna be in the brig but she does see from Zach's records that Garibaldi accessor personnel file so she had been trying to take the high road but now she's gonna yeah so garibaldi still has like access to all the babylon 5 secure i'm I'm wondering does he have access because he's technically chief of interstellar security and it's kind of he's doing his job on the station so he needs access to the station records to do his job but that's a, that's the only excuse I have. Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. Um, so Bester. So they seriously don't have in her records that she was married to a that's fellow officer. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> really should be in her records. I could just do a Google search and find the wedding announcement or something like that. Ah, uh, yeah, but that's all Google search would take you four days. I have Tachyon <laughs> searching now, so yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> How long did they say they were married for? Three months. Three months. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like who it's, cares? It's a shoehorned explanation, really, and um, and I think JMS only did it because fans were asking what you know. Why is Lockley there? And I didn't really get it, and so he—I think he actually ended up writing this in to kind of explain the relationship, and was never actually going to do it to the first place. That's why I really? wonder. I, I wonder if he knew it from the beginning because I remember—I don't remember hearing it, but I remember reading the Lurker's Guide in the premiere. He was like, "Oh, it's good to see you again." So, how did they? I mean, yeah, they could have known each other. Yeah. They didn't put the wedding marriage part in until later, but I just wonder. Yeah, that's um, what I, was, I had heard. I had heard that, you know, he hadn't fully thought it through and decided that they were married a couple of episodes in. Yeah, and basically now she's a woman that got her job because she was married to the guy. I mean, indirectly, but that's basically why she has the job. So yeah, I don't know. I don't like yeah, that. I, know. I mean, they, they could. It could be much better that you know they were at the training academy together, and or that Lockley saved Sheridan's life. Either of those reasons are good enough. Or even mm-hmm. at the training academy, he learned that he could trust her, and she would challenge him. Oh yeah. yeah. They did those trust exercises where she closed her eyes and fell. <laughs> da da da. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I know it's just a result of having to come up with this season five, but it's just so, it's probably, it's probably my least favorite thing about the entire series. 
away with that. Yeah, it's just randomly thrown in there. And I was telling Ian last week, it makes Sheridan look like a massive tool for not telling his wife that he was married to this other person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And yeah, clearly Delenn's got every right to be upset. <laughs> it's, yes, I knew about Anna, and I, uh, you know, I completely understand about her, uh, but why did he never mention Lockley to me? Yeah. Agreed. You know what he should have told her? He should have told her when Lanier cooked him dinner that one time. <laughs> He's like, hey, there's something I need to tell you, Dylan. I don't know why. It's about me. Yeah. <laughs> How's it make you feel, Dylan? <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. Well, then we're going to find out that she was married before. I don't know. Oh, I wonder what their divorce are. To a Vorwan. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a feeling, I've got a feeling uh, that the three casts handle divorce very differently. You know, um, saying the warrior cast, uh, each person in the marriage actually battles each other. Yeah, I bet you anything, like somebody has to die, basically. There's a ceremony, there are like three ceremonies at least. Well, yeah. three set for the religious cast, and then the worker cast just take an afternoon off and do it really quickly because, you know, they're clearly the best cast because we never hear about them. They're just off there doing their job. Uh, so, yeah, so... <laughs> uh, Bester runs into Lita while looking for the telepath and she uses her powers to stop some of them. Bester's yeah. Uh, 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 is this really telepathy or what? And how long can you do this? And Yeah. I do really like Lita, but even this scene just... I think it comes down to the direction. It just... It did feel paced properly. It felt slow and... It felt slow and just didn't have to punch some of the other telepath action scenes we've had before have had. Probably because Bester speaks so slowly. (laughs) It slowed everything down. (laughs) God... I don't know. I didn't. Um, have we seen Lita be this like sweaty and after whatever after using her powers? I didn't even really notice anything until he said something. Yeah, I noticed that when he said it. But yeah, is this uh, I'm fairly surprised actually how worn down she's gone because yeah. she's t- she stopped two shadow ships before that that. I would thought, (laughs) yeah, but even so, that must need more effort than to stop, what, five people? Yeah, I don't know. It was hard to tell because, I mean, he was just sort of speculating. She didn't really say anything, so I don't know. So he's going to come back with a few dozen security guards, uh, and when they leave, Lita tells Byron to spread his people out. Which is interesting because Bester just told her that's going to make our job easier. Yeah. And yeah, he um, kiss uh, Byron kisses her for believing the. Ugh, God, Jesus. Okay, right. This actually seems the best moment to make this episode. Well, our discussion better, but the episode potentially worse if you consider what I'm about to reveal. Originally, um, 
JMS plan this story arc not to involve Lita, but to involve Vadava. Uh, oh. Wait. Yeah. What? She was going to stop the size with her mind? Well, but not exactly this specific plot point, but the Byron story arc was going to involve Ivanova and oh, Ivanova no. developing her telepathic powers with help from Byron. Oh, God. Well, one side of that story well, I like. As long as she wasn't, like, kissing him. No, but I think that would be part of the plot. I mean, wh- Why? I know, I know. I mean, you kind of have to, like, go with what the actors give you, right? So, okay, maybe in the in your mind, like, he was this really charismatic guy, and it was an obvious cult. But the way that the guy actually portrays it, I mean, you can't really force it down our throats, can you? <laughs> it, it, it just, just imagine, it could have been worse. It could have been Ivanova kissing Byron Hare. Yeah. I'd rather say one of a kiss leader. <laughs> True. <laughs> that could have been really interesting. Yeah. Ugh. So Lockley goes to see Garibaldi. He basically says he doesn't know her and doesn't trust her. And he wants to know why she was chummy with, Be- chummy with Bester. Apparently, uh, once um, Bester helped save the life of her crew, I guess save it from a rogue telepath. She has to be nice to him until he breaks the law. And then we find out the big secret. I thought that, like, they were trolling us a bit. You know, because they were so heavy-handed with the <laughs> they used to be dating thing. I thought, oh, they're just going to come up with something completely different. But no. Well, it's worse. They <laughs> were married. They used to be married to Elizabeth Lockley. So, but they were married, like, so long ago. No, yeah. what does it matter? Well, they must have been in their early 20s, and they were only married for three months. I mean, I don't I even, I don't even still, did they keep up with each other? I mean, how can that translate into you completely trust this person? I mean, people After change. And it's 20 been years. 20 years, at yeah. least. I mean, I guess it depends how long were they dating before they got married. I don't know. Was there an interview before Lockley took on the position? Probably not. Maybe what if they were dating for like 10 years before they got married for three months? Oh, no, they said they met at the Academy oh, okay. and they got married. So, you know, it, it really doesn't seem like a long time. Maybe they were together a year at least before they got married. They met in algebra class. (laughs) (laughs) It was love at first. Conjugation. Wait, not conjugation, not the right word. Derivation. (laughs) Whoever sat in front or sat in back liked to stare at the other one's hair. (laughs) Yeah, because it's always hair in this show. That's true. I mean, I like the idea of, like, a strategic hire, you know, of somebody that was ostensibly on the other side. But, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's... It definitely makes the episode worse. An episode that was already bland and interesting. You jump this horrible plot point in the middle of it, and it just becomes... It adds to a mess. 
Did Babylon 5 jump the shark? No. <laughs> mm, quite possibly. Um, mm. So, yeah, Garibaldi finds all this amusing, but he still can't leave the brig as long as Best is there. Yeah, he's Although, not to be trusted. That's for sure. That's true. Although the, the cells look a lot better than they used to. Yeah, it's pretty spacious. Yeah. They got an upgrade. That's the luxury jail cell for... <laughs> guests. For officers. Yeah, officers Past officers? Yeah. So Lockley gets a request for personnel to help Bester and she can't refuse. And we see Psychor guys uh, rounding up a telepath and Lita's just around the corner watching. This <laughs> was so weird. She's mm-hmm. like they didn't see her or sense her or whatever. I don't know. They just make the station seem so small. But it's five miles long. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, these, these so-called bloodhound gangs seem... Bloodhound trackers, sorry, seem useless. It's just... So you're supposed to have an elite core of telepaths that can sense where other telepaths are. And, yeah, you miss Lita being right around the corner. And... Well, Lita, she probably is putting up some kind of wall yeah, to conceal herself. And technically, she's still psycho. <gasps> oh, dude, this... Oh, horrible. Sorry, I have the Olympics on. Horrible oh. bike crash. Jeez, he's not moving. Oh, poor guy. Okay, sorry. Is this going to be the Did big you... news of um, the Olympics? Just the amount of accidents that Jeez. keep on happening. Beth, did you watch the video that I shared? That um, I shared the uh, no, I, I can't take broken bones. Like, I can't even hear a fake sound of a broken bone. I Apparently, am... there was a real sound, but I don't oh. think you can hear it on the video. Oh, no, no, no. I'm glad I missed it. That was my one thing. I can watch blood and guts all over the place, but broken yes. bones I can't handle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't usually have a... a problem but i like covered my eyes it was horrible oh poor guy sorry will we're dealing really um so lita sees zach talking to bester bester seems to be enjoying this but zach isn't which i thought was another just kind of weird moment to have in there uh, i mean and afterwards that was a perfect moment for zach to come over to lita and then to have a conversation about what's going on because You've already started to develop a relationship between the two of them. Uh, and it's just a missed moment. So Byron calls out to her telepathically. He's called her to say goodbye. And I stopped paying attention again. So I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Byron talks, I stop paying attention. Byron just basically saying, I'm going away to become a martyr. <laughs> I, I know. I don't, I don't know if I hate. Words. Byron or best or more. I really <laughs> Byron is horrible. If Byron and Bester were in a fight, who do we uh, want? I to guess win? I want Byron to win, but because Bester is also evil, and I don't know what Byron's evil or not. So maybe, maybe yeah. someone could just blow them both up. Yeah, that's the <laughs> ideal situation. Um. So they're in a staff meeting. Clarence says the cargo lifts are back up. Lockley's trying to find a way to delay Bester, but afterwards she talks to Franklin about this new job and 
He says something about quarantines. Oh, this is where they mentioned Dr. Hobbs. She's going to pick up the slack. Yeah, they also earlier in the scene, um, Clarence mentions, I can't remember what's na- what her name is, but it's the um, woman who's in charge of the um, dock workers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that we saw back in season one, and she's still in charge of the dock workers. Oh, that, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Clarence got a lot of lines in this episode. He's pretty proud of him. Yeah. Yay. Oh, he was even teasing Lockley later. Pretty pretty cool. Yeah, so she gets an idea from the stuff about the cross-species infections and stuff. And the next scene, which may be the worst scene in the episode, in my opinion. but <laughs> Not worse than the singing? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're right up there together. Sorry. <laughs> But Byron gets captured by the Psychor, and just the way that they're running towards him. I know, I oh, know, and then the camera works. Oh, yeah, yeah, Byron. yeah. They, like, look so happy. It's like they're running towards <laughs> meat, uh, like some meat or something. They've been starving, and they found some food. <laughs> it's just, like, just so evil. Delin wants Jakar to be Londo's bodyguard on Centauri Prime. That's how he's going to be more useful. Uh, no, okay. Again, again this <laughs> feels of... like it's from another episode. This well, is they... just weird. One bodyguard? I don't know. It's Jakar. <laughs> Jakar is worth like ten bodyguards. <laughs> yeah, remember okay. how he broke his chains when he was in Kataj's, uh trial chamber? Mm. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So, Bester's finishing up, but Lockley says, nuh-uh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't have them. That's exactly what she said, nuh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have them for 60 days because we have to quarantine them, make sure they don't have any diseases. So, this is because they didn't know where they came from. Yeah, they've been traveling all around, and apparently the yeah. Alliance has this new quarantine law, I guess. Right, but doesn't this... Isn't this going to come up with some unintended consequences? Like, sure, which yeah. country, which worlds are okay to have travel to? You're going to have to look at everybody's travel history before you let them get on ships. Like, uh, logistically, this doesn't sound not if they just very easy. Free, not if they just conveniently forget about it after this episode. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Beth, what you were talking about makes me think that this is like the precursor to building Stargates to different worlds. So. It's weird. <laughs> well, maybe actually, I'm gonna give the this a little bit of benefit. It's a obscure piece of Earth Force um, law that kind of they meant to get rid of decades ago, but haven't. Um, you know, you know the the sorts of laws that you can't believe are really still laws. It's just we've got better technology now. That's not the case, but. Yeah, I'll please you to get for a benefit. I'm guessing Bester isn't reading her mind right now, or he's just trusting her. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> well, that that would be an invasion um, uh, against the law, and then he would get kicked off. Okay. I don't know. Wouldn't <laughs> but it? Would, but Bester, would, would Bester does that anyway. We, because we he would have to Bester. reveal that he knew in order to get her to stop, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. He might know, but he's got to play along with it anyway. Um, so, Lita and Byron... Oh, yeah, but she does tell Zack to let 
them go after Psychor leaves and they're going to try to figure something out within the next 60 days. And then, I hated her analogy later about jumping out the window, but okay. Continue. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'd rather not have to jump out of the window. You got two <laughs> minutes to figure so You out. have two seconds, <laughs> two seconds before you die. So yay, <laughs> two extra seconds. Good luck. So Lita and Byron are united with the telepath. Uh, Another really this, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the telepaths actually said something, though. When he was getting rounded up earlier, he was like, no, no. I was like, oh my gosh. He's talking. Yeah. Well, Byron wasn't around, so he was allowed to. I guess. Yeah, okay, we really talk when he's not around. That stupid guy won't let us say a word. <laughs> Long hair. Is um. <laughs> there is a Byron lookalike in that group, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. It's the um, person Byron sends out as a double ganger when he's you know he, he's about to be assassinated and everything <laughs> well thankfully i mean he has a little bit of wavier hair so i guess i can figure that out but man they look alike uh lando finds out jakaris's bodyguard and they argue over who's gonna sit where on the ride back what why why would they have to sit like, on a plane i don't it's like uh, uh, soon to be emperor of uh, it's <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Also, always sit in the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like window seats. I like the window seat. Oh, I do not. I don't like stepping over somebody to get out. Well, I usually don't. I, I see the thing. Oh, place. you guys take some short flights yeah. and. Yeah. See, we're not flying across the world like you are. So. But I did Last time know... I took a flight was a while ago. So yeah. Uh, I was young enough so that I could sit by the window and it'd not be a problem because mom was right next to me or so, so or my sister. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it really was a long while ago. Yeah, when I did take a really long flight, I did sit in the aisle, but most of the time I sit in the window. Whoa, oh, I thought I saw something <laughs> run across the floor. Ugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... So yeah, Clarence tells Lockley he likes how she handled the telepath problem and cause his opinion is the only one that matters. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it is true. Um, and then she. I was scared he was gonna try to ask her out or something. <laughs> like so, no, he's learned from his mistakes. <laughs> she realizes she forgot about Garibaldi. At this point, I'm like, will this episode ever end? It just seemed like it was. Never- <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and it should have ended here. It should have. Because <laughs> after that, Lita comes up on the telepath singing. They speak. And she takes off her Psychor badge and joins them. So, Ian, is this plot line as bad as you remember it? <laughs> uh, it's, it really... Uh, I went into season five trying to keep an open mind about Byron, trying to not be negative. Um, from the first scene he was on, it's just I knew this was going to be awful, and it's gotten worse than I was expecting. That's horrible. Compare this singing scene to the uh, one in the rock cried out no hide, hiding place. That one oh, was no so com- much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No competition. And the, him there singing. So, uh, I caught some of the words, and it sounded like they were singing to Byron. 
Uh. About he will lead us, he will protect us. Yeah, you know, the only way it could have been creepier is if their mouths weren't moving. Oh no. <laughs> JMS said he came up with this song for this episode and he designed it to sound like any of a zillion other such songs, so it would sound familiar. Yeah, I thought it was a real song and not B5 original song. So Lita is one of them. One of us. One of us. Oh, God. <laughs> it's such a cult. It really is. There's something in the Lurker's Guide that said Lita is, like, ripe for being a cult member. She kind of felt alienated and alone and blah, blah, blah. I don't remember it all. Yeah, that's what you need to be in a cult, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, you know a lot of that, actually. I mean, she tends to sort of go at things wholeheartedly. I mean, look at her Vorlon thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, I'm kidding. She wanted guidance from them, so she hung out in their space until they bas- until she almost died. And, and then they brought her... Yeah, so... That works for her. Oh, the best we've seen her really is in season four when she was self-assertive and she was doing the stuff that she believed in. <laughs> yep. I still have faith. She'll break free. So Bill Blair was an alien. Um, yeah, Mrs. Con- really? Where? I don't know. <laughs> Mrs. Connolly is the name of the lady who has the dock workers. Okay. Yeah, that's uh That's, that's what they the, called her, Mrs. Connolly? Miss, Miss Connolly. Oh. It's Yeah, but I think when um Cohen was giving his report, Clarence was giving his report, he mentioned her first name. It, it, I think he said someone colony. Uh, um uh, Yeah, that um that came after um What's his name? Byron was telling Lita goodbye, so I probably wasn't listening at that point. <laughs> I had started back listening. Um, all right, do we have any quotes? I've actually got a quote this week from Lockley. Maybe it's your fault. Yeah, it's definitely more your fault than mine. Actually, Lockley had a lot of good lines this episode. Yeah, she talked a little yeah. bit. I've I've got one from her. Oh, except uh, IMDb, what are you doing? <laughs> Thanks for going back to the main page. Okay, someone else go while I go back and find it. Remind me the name of this episode again. Um, strange relations. relations? <laughs> okay. Something about relations. Well, there was one where she was saying, you know, if you can't join them, beat them. I like that. Oh, that was the one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I had it open, and then, like, my app decided to jump back to the first page. It was, oh, mine? Okay. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, mine was maybe stealing yours. <laughs> sure. That's okay. It says, I'm caught in a web of my own good intentions, Lockley. Well, the road to hell is paid with him, sir. Sheridan, I know, but why does it have to go through this office? Yeah. I think I'm going to go with this one. There's like a whole long part, but um, Garibaldi says, and I have an obligation to shove his face through a bulkhead. And Lockley says, your hobbies are your concern, Mr. Garibaldi. Just do it where I can't see it and do it quietly. Yep. Okay. Um, who is our human of the week? I think it's got to be Lockley. 
Oh, yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. It's definitely not Byron. Cool. Byron will never and get Never you. will no, be. Never. And who is our alien of the week? Well, uh, three choices. Delane, Jakar, or Londo. Jakar? Mm. Well... Lando didn't really do much. Neither did... Oh, it's Delane or Jakar. I'm going to go with the Jakar because Delane didn't do enough for her to get over my prejudices, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, I I think Jakar, he got a okay, new job I'm happy, and stuff. I'm happy with Jakar. All right. Not sure that he got a promotion. I think he kind of got a demotion, but okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sacrificing. No, uh, the thing is, it's a, an additional job to the rest of his job. So it's kind of, he's got to be a bodyguard and do everything else for the alliance he's meant to do as well. Yeah. Car has four out of six so far this season. Well, so we can't help it that he's awesome. <laughs> That's right. All right, ratings. Do you want to start us out, Heidi? Oh boy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's maybe a little better than the last one. Um, which honestly, I can't remember exactly what I gave it. I think it was a five, but I can't remember. Um, you gave it a four. Oh, I gave it a four. Okay, good. Then I think I'm going to give this one a five. Like, I didn't hate it, but there wasn't really a whole lot to like and enjoy. So it was just kind of, it was very middle of the road and didn't uh, keep me very engaged. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with a five out of ten. Um, five out of ten. Wando, uh, Wando speeches. I guess. How about you, Beth? Um, I actually kind of like this one because I thought it was had some good dialogue. Um, and I was, I was, I mean, I guess it helped that I didn't watch it twice. Um, but I was kind of interested to see what would happen. Um, I always hate Bester, and so I always root against him. So that kept me interested. Um, and I liked, you know, some of the interactions between the people. I don't know. I think talking about it has lowered it a bit. Um, and definitely, like, the singing took off half a point. But <laughs> uh, if it had ended, like, a minute bef- before, then it would have been higher, but I think I'm still going to give it a solid seven and a half um, seconds before you hit the ground and die. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ian? Oh, yeah. Well, it's another meh episode. I would give it the same as last week if Byron wasn't in it. <laughs> so his presence alone drags it down. Ah, there's nothing more I can really say about this episode. It's an, it, it, there's nothing to it again. So, so, sorry, no, not even that high. No, four out of ten weird marriages out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, <that was laughs> sort of along the lines of my rating. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think I liked this episode as much as last week. I think the second time I watched it, I was picking it apart. And I was doing like, oh, that's just for new viewers. And this is for, this is probably just TNT stuff. And I don't know. But it's just so much stuff that just seemed ridiculous. I think I took off, I take off like at least a point for Byron and half a point for the scene with the telepaths are running down the hall. And another half <laughs> for the sinking. <laughs> so, so I'll give it four and a half out of five um secrets you should have told back in Out of ten, I'm assuming. Four and a half out of ten, sorry. <laughs> Sink you should have told a long time ago. Otherwise that's a very high rating will. <laughs> yeah. Uh so the total is five point two five. Sorry. So let's I really liked Lockley in this episode. Yeah, she was definitely what got me through the episode, really. Mm, yeah. Garibaldi was pretty interesting, too. So let's get out our hymnals and go to feedback land. <gasps> oh, God. We, we, <laughs> not, we have it all memorized. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so there are some comments um, about learning curve. There is uh, first... Akrova is responding to Vord's comment from last week on learning curve, which blanking on what the, what he said last week. I should have read that, but have have you pasted that um before it? Um, this is Akrova's response. I don't have Vord's comment from last week. I think Vord was saying you should look at it a certain way instead of um. Hang on, someone take a second. Right, yeah, you've got Akrava's response and Vord's reply to Akrava's response. I thought Akrava was quoting what Vord had said last week. So Vord was saying, um, Lord be fireworks bears. Not, don't think of it as the end of one show, but this first season of a new show. Got unknown characters, focuses on one of the, of the, those last episodes. Um, but if you view it as the end, as the end of B5, then you know, this is annoying filler. So what Akrava said in response was, I think it probably has to do with the compression of the story in season four more than anything. They had to find some filler to help stretch season five out until we get to the second half where things really start to pick up again. That said, though, I remember liking this episode just fine on its own. I like the Rangers and enjoy seeing a bit more about how they work. Sadly, however, further acceleration of the Rangers would lead to Legend of the Rangers. And the less said about that, the better. But I also, f- I also felt the music for seasons five intro fit the season well. Seasons one and two are variations of more or less the same theme. Season three is dark and dour, fitting with the seemingly desperate situation they are being thrown into. Season four brings back the original theme, but scaled up and more heroic. Season five almost, season five, however, almost feels like a victory march, which is appropriate as they have essentially won their battles, and the season is now about dealing with the repercussions. And Vord's response to that was, Actually, I think Legend of the Rangers is underrated, but that can wait until the command staff ambassadors get that far. Mm, yeah, it'll be a little while away yet. But I think we'll review it eventually. And next is a comment from Vord99 on this episode, Strange Relations. Anybody want to take that? Okay, I'll take that. And this is it, the big secret about Lockley that we've all been building up to since the beginning of Season 5. 
And it's by far the worst plotting decision that JMS makes in the entire series. <laughs> Obviously, the marriage is something that didn't exist before Claudia Christian's departure. Uh, caused JMS to create the character of Lockley in the first place. So that fact uh, that the viewers have never heard of anything about Sheridan's first marriage is something that one has to accept. But within the world of the show itself, it has supposedly always been the case that Sheridan was once briefly married to someone called Elizabeth Lockley. And there is simply no way to make it plausible that Sheridan has never mentioned this to Delenn before now. For that matter, he's been working alongside other people, including Garibaldi, for years. It might have come up at some point. Not only that, but Garibaldi, back in Season 2, supposedly investigated Sheridan thoroughly after Sheridan arrived on the station. And yes, again, that's something you would have found out about then, you're right. <laughs> ah, so do we mean in both of their jackets? Anyway, he finishes with, This would all make sense if the marriage were some dark and shameful secret that Sheridan had to conceal. But he's not, and Sheridan is too much pure and perfect of a hero to have that sort of secret. But the whole thing is blatantly there, solely to create an artificial mystery around Lockley. Unfortunately, I can't at least see why it... Unfortunately, I at least can't see why it was so necessary to justify breaking breaking the credibility of the narrative. Best just to pretend it never happened. Uh, Thank you, Lord. I think we all agree with you there. Hopefully we can. They don't bring it up again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, we have an email from Lori and Carl. Carl. Anybody want to take that? Yeah, I'm trying to get the document. Here we go. Oh, never mind. It wants me to enter my email. I'll have it in just a second. Unless you want to do it, Beth. Oh, it's okay. Go, I'll wait. Okay. All right. I think. There we go. Okay. From Lori and Carl. Oh, ambassadors, commanders, and uh, I'm visitor. Or invisible visitor. <laughs> and visitor. Uh, and visitor. <laughs> Our somewhat scattered reactions. Garibaldi is spying in the shadows. Does he still have some leftover conditioning? It's Clarence! Yay! What is Lockley doing out in a ship? Carl is still hating the telepaths. How about you all? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Especially Byron. Um, Byron's story is told way too creepily, and Carl is still shipping Zack and Lita. Are we getting rid of Franklin? Uh, (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So, do we all want Bester to take away the telepaths? That's oh, that's point. a good question. <laughs> like we don't like Bester, but <laughs> do we really? And want we don't to like the telepath. <laughs> but then they would all go away. But they would be together. Probably wouldn't just hmm. end. I don't know. Yeah. Good question. I'm thinking yeah, about it. Kind Maybe of. I do. Yeah, this is a good plan. Um, Carl reviles Byron and hates Bester. He wants a battle scene to get rid of them. Good. Yeah, see, that's what we thought of. Yeah. 
The Psychor got almost everyone but Byron. Lots of cringing in the scenes with Byron and Lita. Carl noted that all of the telepaths have bad hair. It must just be a requirement. Carl gets the idea that Bester fears Byron. What has Byron done in the past? Zack is right. Byron very much seems like a cult leader. Carl did not like Clarence being nice to Lockley. He still does not like her. What do you all think? Oh, that's a bit mean. I like Lockley. Yeah. Yeah, I like her. Um, quote, Blondo, he too ended badly. Lori's rating, 6 out of 10, bodyguards. Human, Garibaldi, alien, Blondo. Carl's rating, uh, negative 2, brackets, negative 1. Please just give me a fight scene. (laughs) Human, bad hair day, Psychops. Dramatic moment. Meh. Comedic moment. Meh. Actor Jerry Doyle. As a general note on the ratings, Carl is very disappointed with the season so far. He is somewhat bored with the show right now and feels like all of the interesting characters are gone or have ceased character development. I will be interested in hearing if the ambassadors agree. He also does not like Lockley. (laughs) Yeah, we got that. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks again, guys, Lori and Carl. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Hang in there, Carl. Hang in there, I'm best. <laughs> we trust you. We are. He didn't even do his favorite Flora or what would Sinclair do. <laughs> there was there was apparently nothing for Carl to grasp onto. I know. Well, uh, it's just so sad. He's on the brink. Yep. <laughs> Come on, JMS. Or whoever random writer is going to come in and make us all feel better. Okay, predictions. The next episode is titled Secrets of the Soul. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, somebody else has probably got a secret marriage out there somewhere. (laughs) Oh, maybe Jakar and Londo get married. Yay! That's how you have to be a bodyguard in Centauri Prime. So. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets of the soul. Um, maybe in Mimbari culture, it is illegal for somebody to marry somebody that's been divorced. And so, Delenn... No, I don't know. I can't go anywhere with that. Um, <laughs> so... Um, I've got some faux speculation. Byron reveals to Lita that he used to be a shoemaker and he uh, reveals his secret to shoemaking. It's all in the soul. Oh, my God. Wait, but didn't he... <laughs> but actually, that's... But he admitted he was um, a coppersmith or something like that? Something like that. Was that... Really yeah. Like, it was... I'm like, What? <laughs> and that must have been his part of his weird story. Yeah, yeah, his past life story. I God, he's I hate him so much. Um, <laughs> doggy. I'm sorry. It's like a neighbor's dog. Um, my dog is passed up. <laughs> um, he didn't show him this episode and send him into a coma. <laughs> No, it's daylight, so he's in a coma just because. Yeah. Um. God, this is a hard one. Yeah. Um. Uh, I got nothing. Um. 
It's, yeah. called, it's a Clarence episode. He's having a bad day. Um, He's missing Ivanova. Yeah. Wanting to take her a flower or something. Yeah. Well, we discover he's into soul music. <laughs> hey, whatever yeah, happened? You're, you're, you've got some good ones today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next there's going to be a fish joke. So, <laughs> um, whatever happened to the the religious order that was on Babylon 5? Oh, yeah, like Father Theo. Father yeah. Theo? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, what happened to Father Theo? I predict a Father Theo appearance. Yeah. If he, if he didn't die souls. and I forgot. Yeah. It is S-O-U-L, right? Yes, yeah, S-O-U-L. Okay. <laughs> okay. Since we're making up all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't... <sighs> Beth, has any overall predictions come other than the ones that we've been toying with throughout this episode? Um, maybe the cross-species contamination has something to do with the neck people. The neck, um, you know, the le- parasites. Keepers. Yeah, the keepers. Okay. Maybe that all fits in together somehow. Wow. We'll go with it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, maybe Franklin will get into some shenanigans. Maybe Franklin will encounter Lanier somehow on his travels around, and they'll have a thing. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, maybe Franklin, maybe a new species will come out, come up um, somehow. I don't know. I'm just grasping at straws here. Yeah, me too. It's it's not like they're not giving us a whole lot to grasp onto. I think that's the problem. I don't want to think about the cult, so no. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, Byron. What do we know about him? That he has bad hair. Yes. <laughs> but what about his past? What do we know? Um, Feel free to jump in, Will and Ian. Um, not a lot. Something about being a shoemaker. <laughs> oh, wait, no, we, we need to get that up. He <laughs> believes he's had past lives. Yeah. Okay, there's something between him and Bester. There's something, there's something in the past there. Past I life think. or past past? Past past. Past okay. this life. Um, because I feel like they know each other. And there maybe. Byron was at one point part of the Psychor, or I don't know what. There's something there. I could, I could sense it. Interesting. You can sense it. Can and you they're hear it in their minds together. <laughs> Beth has side powers. Yes. Yeah, careful of side cults, though. You know, you don't want to fall into one of those. I mean, yeah, that's true. But I, I, I saw some look between them or something when he was sitting there in that room and Lockley was talking about, you know, the, the quarantine and Bester was like, I'm going to get you, sucker, you know. So yeah, he was like, you know all about that, don't you? I don't remember what it was said, but it was like, yeah, you wouldn't know about that, don't you? Bester? Yeah, something, something he said or something he looked. I don't know. There was something that intimated a past knowledge of each other. I don't know. So that's my only thing. Also, Garibaldi has to get a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see him working on his motorcycle again. Missing Lanier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And watching Daffy Duck. Yeah. 
right. Okay. So we've had animals and. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so one of my friends posted a video and it started auto playing. I think it's that accident you were, we were talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with, um, what did I say? Oh, Secrets of the Soul. <laughs> but until then, goodbye. Bye. Be Bye. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. 